hey i had a really great time i would love to do that again so give me a call back um you never did call me to let me know you got in safely so i was just checking on you all right call me back Okay, I'm very confused. We went out, we had a good time, at least I thought we had a good time, and now you dodging me, you're not answering my calls. That's real crazy to me. Call me back. Call me back. Call me back. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Save the Date podcast. This is the Healthy Dating Preservation Podcast for millennials and anybody else who might need it. As usual, we are your hosts, Imani. And Candace. Hey okay. guys! <laughs> hey, how are you guys? We missed y'all. We back. We back. We got some new stuff going on. Okay, so pickup line of the week: Are you a Mexican? No. Why? Because you're my one and only. Oh my goodness! <laughs> one and only. <laughs> one and only. Tomatoes. No. Is that okay. offensive? What if somebody is Mexican? When you say that, hell, Mexicans be named Juan all the time. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry, guys, if that's offensive. Because I'm just thinking about somebody be like, "Are you Mexican?" And they be like, "Well, my dad is." And then what you go say? <laughs> 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 I do got some Mexican on my mama's side. Oh Why? And they be like, "Oh, well, you know, hola." What are you supposed to say after that? Just be like, my do- my doctor says I'm like, uh-uh, I can't even get it out. My doctor <laughs> <What>? says, <laughs> my doctor says I'm lacking vitamin U. Same subject. Oh, they're going to be like, what that got to do with being Mexican? But that's a good little distraction, I, need I, guess. You. distraction I guess. I need you. Okay. Vitamin so, U. Um, yeah, I knew. Yeah, I always leave it to you to ruin my pickup lines. I, you know, I'm just trying to keep us on our toes here. But I just <laughs> was wondering. I was just wondering. That, but in, that damn, that damn Delion one is still very funny. It is actually. It is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, guys, we're back. It's a new episode, a new topic, and oh. this is kind of a, I, I don't know, this is kind of like a, I think this is an important subject to cover. This was Candace's idea, and it was a really good idea, I think, because, you know, we ex- this is something that we experience a lot dating, and that is disappointment. And, you know, this is a casual dating podcast, so we don't, um, well, you know, we talk about relationships sometimes too, but um, on the dating scene, like when you're not in a relationship and you are dating to reach that point, you do experience a lot of disappointment along the way. So for digging the scene today, I have, I think we're going to start with discussion like we often do. And so Candace, you're in a relationship currently, but what would mm-hmm. you say was your biggest disappointment while you were dating, like along the way leading up to you actually finding someone that you consider a partner, what was something, was there a recurring disappointment that kept coming up? Um, yes. And it was probably inconsistency. 
that was probably one of my disappointments that kept coming up because I feel like I would meet somebody and I'm like, oh, this is great and it's going well. And then it's like once I start, the, just the change of like trying to attract me and then once I'm attracted, that was always really disappointing. And then it's like, um, which is where my topic kind of branches from too, but like I get disappointed, but I make excuses for me being disappointed. Mm-hmm. And so I just like dealt with it. Like, Oh, but he's still a good guy. You know, maybe it's just when it calling it growing pain, growing pains. When in reality, like, no, you disappointed me. Or like if, um, I learned things about them or like their temper or like their habits, um, that I just wasn't expecting that has disappointed me a lot in the past before. Cause then it's like, well, this is a bummer because the more I learn about you, I'm learning that I don't really like you. Like, like not as like I'm attracted to you, but like as a person, I don't like you. Like some of the things that have come out of your mouth lately just wasn't what I, who I thought you were or things mm-hmm. you were capable of. So yep. definitely disappointed at that. And if I wasn't in a relationship and I happened to still be dating, Right now, um, with the R. Kelly type thing, I'm definitely sure I would have blocked people. Oh, yeah, I did block people, but I mean, from a dating standpoint, <laughs> um, if I had to be dating a guy in a moment through a time like that, depending on their reactions, um, I'm pretty sure there would have been a lot of disappointment if I was attracted to somebody who said something stupid. Mm-hmm. Luckily, my man is... Come on now. Yeah, you I don't know how that would have worked. <laughs> Yeah, for me, mine was always the, um, the, like, it's, you know, common knowledge that when you're dating around or whatever, like, you, everyone puts their best self forward, or thinks they are at least, you know, you put a version of yourself forward that you want the other person to like. That's no, you know, that's just a thing that comes with dating. So it's like, my disappointment always came with, like you said, once I actually find out who this person really is, I really realized that a lot of the things they were doing was stuff that they thought would attract me and not who they actually are. And that was always disappointing to me. I was always like, well, there goes that. Like, like, cause I'm, I'm much more attracted to people in their, as their authentic selves. Like I'm a person that's really into authenticity. So Like, even if I don't end up wanting to date you, I'm always grateful for getting to know somebody and them being themselves. Like, I love that. I love, like, the opportunity to get to know people and it just being like, wow, this person is, you know, really cool. Or at least they, even if I don't think they're that cool, at least I know who they are and they didn't try to play me or whatever. And that was always, that's always a big disappointment for me. I'm always like, are you kidding me? So all this time you were just trying to you know, look good to me, but that's not really how you are or that's not really how you, what you think or, you know, ew, this is how you are once you get comfortable, like that kind of stuff. And it was usually about some lies, to be honest. Like Same, same for me. That or if like you were okay with farting around me because that just, what? Never gonna be okay. what? You was disappointed when somebody started farting around you? Yes, I don't. That's not attractive to me. Candace, I'm like take you seriously. When I was younger, I stopped being friends with a girl for a temporary point in time. And now me and her, of course, we're, which is really cool because we have known each other since third grade and we still friends. But there was a point in time where I got mad at her because she farted. 
I've been mad at a boyfriend before for farting too. Like that's nasty. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe it's that serious for you that you brought you it up like during the episode about disappointment. Like we talking about I'm being just disappointed. Saying, you like when people fart, I'm so disappointed. Like what? I'm disappointed in their personalities. Like <laughs> nasty. I mean, if you need to poop, go like. I don't know, out the room and poop, but like just to be farting all loud. <laughs> I guess men don't poop. I guess they only fart. I don't know, but I don't want to be around for that. Because <laughs> I don't, don't fart, poop. So. They only fart. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that could we need to put that on T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I am so disappointed in the fact that you just farted. Like, I don't know Bobby, where we go from here. Don't ever get that comfortable. <laughs> I'd rather you boo-boo and then fart. I'd rather you boo-boo at my house than fart sitting beside me. <laughs> like, uh, I hate you so much. I, you so much. <laughs> I probably shouldn't get married. <laughs> so here's another question. <laughs> I really can't. So here's another question. When you experience disappointment, we have a lot, there's a lot of like different reactions to disappointment. And like, what would you say is your, I think you talked a little bit about it just now, but like, what's your primary reaction to like being disappointed by someone? Dismissive. Mm -hmm. I dismiss it a lot because I just, well, previously I have since being in a relationship, um, because I wanted to work, I say stuff, but before it was just like, I would either make an excuse for them so that I could still be happy in the situation. Like, cause if I admit that I didn't like it, then I got to address it. Or I would stop talking to them all together, but it would not be like a, let's sit down and have a conversation. And let me tell you why I was disappointed in you. I've never like the older I've gotten, I got better at that, but I'm used to just walking away from situations that I don't like to be in. So mm -hmm. I would definitely do stuff like that. But if it was somebody I really liked and I really cared about, um, it was very, <clears throat> very similar to what I was saying that I seen on Real Housewives of Atlanta, where she was saying like, she just becomes submissive and like kind of defensive towards other people that are noticing things that may have disappointed her about her man, mm -hmm. but she's trying to protect her relationship. So she doesn't admit to it. So, um, I, I won't say I've, I've gotten like defensive publicly. Like I told people I was, but I've, I've been offended for somebody calling out something that I was equally disappointed in my partner in before. So dismissive or, or defensive, I guess would be my two. Mine. So I think when I first started getting into dating seriously, like as a teenager, Mm -hmm. I was traumatized by some stuff that I went through with a, you know, a man that was older. So not anything like super horrible, but like the way that we interacted with each other was not the best situation for, you know, someone as a teenager going through that, you, it's part of your development and you have, it shapes the way that you date and all that kind of stuff. And I think I took from that, what I took from that was, when it comes to somebody presenting themselves away and then I'm disappointed by them, it's probably my fault. Like mm -hmm. I, I've, I internalized so deeply whatever was wrong with the other person. Like it, it really took me some time to even realize that that's what I was doing and to kind of get over that. And I still kind of like 
recognize myself doing that every now and then, like where if I'm disappointed by something, I'll just be like, well, you know, maybe I shouldn't have expected that. Or like I used to be like, well, it, maybe if I had never asked, then this wouldn't have been a problem. Like, you know, I, if I had just kept it to myself or I, I was probably doing too much anyway, like those kinds of things would go through my mind and I would just take on the the whole weight of the disappointment. It would be like, I'm disappointed because of something that I did. And if I had never done this, he wouldn't have had the opportunity to do something to hurt my feelings or whatever the case may be. So next time I'm just not going to do that as opposed to <laughs> maybe this man doesn't respect me at all. Or maybe this right. just isn't a yeah. situation I need to be in. Like it's, and it's hard to even admit that you do that, like that you even have a problem mm -hmm. with that and that you, you know, don't know how to separate um a disappointment from a personality trait like and especially yeah. if you think it's your personality trait, like you have you're the one with the flaw like it's something that I'm doing that's allowing me to get put in these situations yes and that was really my whole like from my whole teenage to early 20s that's exactly what I was doing like anytime I was disappointed it was like well this is this that's what I get because I shouldn't have and it's like you know now I'm almost 30 like no <laughs> if you have a tendency yeah. to continue to disappoint me or whatever, this is probably an issue that's more yours than mine. But this also um, brings up another question. Should, well, two questions. One is, should you take any responsibility for some, like some form of disappointment when dating? Like when you meet somebody and they turn out to not be who they are, when you have been dating somebody and they disappoint you in some type of way or, is there anything you can take responsibility for? Um, I think the only thing that you can be responsible for is how you respond to it. You can't control other people. That's true. Or what they do to you. So that's <clears throat> what I would say. I think now I do. And I say that because I feel like it, I don't know. It depends because like if people gave you false expectations, then that's on them that you're disappointed. Um, if I think there's a, dis a difference in between like being disappointing, disappointed in somebody and like just judging somebody or abusing them before, for their lack of, of ability to do something that you're right. wanting. Like if it's somebody that, like if it's, you're asking something of somebody that they just can't be, I don't think that's fair. And I think that's you, like in your ego. Right. But other than that, like if it's something that they did with some type of intent and you were disappointed, like, whether it was telling you a lie or whatever that may be, I don't think you can control them doing that. I think you can only control how you respond to it. Yes. And I, okay. So let's break this down a little bit too, as far as kind of what kinds of disappointments we're talking about here, because mm -hmm. in the dating stages, I think there's like three main disappointments that everybody is going to experience. And that's one, um, the disappointment that something didn't work out. Like you start mm -hmm. dating, you may or may not like somebody or you may not even know it, whether or not you like them, but you're excited to get to know them or you're, you know, anxious to get to know them and it just doesn't go anywhere or whatever. That's one form of disappointment that, you know, things just don't work out and you've been single for a minute and, you know, that those kinds of things really heighten that experience. And then mm -hmm. um, I know personally, having been single for like years at a time, I think part of the disappointment that I experienced in that area came from other people like hyping up the situation. Like, Oh, well you right. never know. This could be your husband. Like 
I think it's a mm-hmm. lot. Pushing like their expectations on yeah. you. I think it's a lot to go into every dating situation looking for this to be the end all be all. And it does make you really disappointed sometimes when it doesn't turn out mm-hmm. to be that way. And it's not necessary to feel that way. I don't think it's not necessary to take on all that expectation for every single person you date. Um, and then another form of disappointment is, <clears throat> um, them not being the person that you think they are. Like maybe they actually did something like, right. It's not just, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sad this didn't work out because it could have not worked out and nothing actually happened between y'all. It just didn't work out. This is, we were going somewhere, headed on the right track, and now you have done something or I've seen something from you that is not in alignment with the type of person that I want. And now mm-hmm. I'm stuck because, oh, I'm stuck in this kind of limbo because I do like you, but I don't like that thing that you're doing or that you did or that you said or a habit that you have that I didn't know you had six months ago or whatever the case may be. I don't like that thing. So now I have to decide, is this a deal breaker for me? Um, if it is a deal breaker, can I like, or is this a deal breaker for me? Am I about to be flexible on this thing that any other time I really wouldn't like, cause you have a lot of other redeemable qualities or am I about to just, you know, drop it because this isn't something that I ever saw in a partner for myself. And is my, idea of that even realistic to begin with so there's a lot of you know self-evaluation that goes into disappointment whether you're internalizing the other person's behavior or not like I don't think you should Mm -hmm. I don't think you should take responsibility for every disappointment but I do think after every time you are um experiencing something like that there's an opportunity for you to look at yourself too not as that's very true yeah not as like what they did was my fault or what part of this was my fault but just more so okay how did I go into this situation could that have been avoided if it couldn't have been avoided you know that's okay I forgive and move on if it could have been avoided this is what I'm gonna do next time like that kind of thing so um I found this quote on the scene it's from bagger baggagerclaim.co. It's a UK website about um, dating and stuff. And this is about moving on after a disappointment. This is more so about like when you're dating someone for a little bit and then it turns out to not be the thing that you thought it was going to be. Like not necessarily that they did anything, but it just doesn't end up the way that you wanted it to end up. And um, mm-hmm. this article says a lot of good stuff, but this one quote stuck out to me and I'm going to share it. It says, when you struggle to get over the disappointment, it's because you were over-invested in the potential vision and ultimately the hopes, plans, and outcome that you had set your mind and heart on. And I was like, that is so real. Like, disappointment is a thing that is very natural. Like, it's not something that has to be the end of the world. But the times when I did feel like it was the end of the world, it was because I was so... It wasn't about the person at that point. I had a vision in my mind mm-hmm. of how this was supposed to go. And it didn't go that way. And it just killed the idea. Yeah. And now you have to learn that. I was so mm-hmm. invested in the potential of what this could have become. And yes. the reason I can't get over it is because I'm still holding on to that image of what it could have been. And nothing mm-hmm. indicated that it even should have been that. I just had it in my mind that that's how it was supposed to go. <laughs> Like, folks thinking men supposed to be their husband. That probably was never anything close to being yeah. their husband. Like, just because right. 
you were in love with the idea yeah. and not the. I I was speaking to somebody about that like the other day because I was like, you know, um, I was somebody was expressing their concern for their friend because they're like, you know, he gonna be in for a world of disappointment if it don't work out. But then I was like, well, part of it is probably because it doesn't really sound like they're actually addressing whether they care about it. They are literally like fasting. And I was like, about what? Like <laughs> to about if they need to be together or not? Like, and whose idea was it? Because I'm confused. And then I was like, well, um, the biggest piece I said, they need to identify like, why are they together? Cause if they're just together because of the fact of it sounds good and it's easy, this is a sp- safe space for me to, get married to somebody then they are both going to be disappointed it's Mm -hmm. not just gonna be one-sided because it sounds like they're both in love with an idea or like this utopia that's not realistic kind of like the fire festival (laughs) that's exactly (laughs) what will sum up the last few disappointments i had It was supposed to be a whole festival. So I was then, going to Olive Yacht, and I ended up in a tent. A like, tent. literally, there was no infrastructure here for this relationship. <laughs> and I was still <laughs> gung-ho, like, behind it. Like, it's okay. We can put up some FEMA tents. Like, it's no big deal. Right. <laughs> but, I'll do a documentary on how I recovered everything. Okay. And we fixed it. Like, and get my money back. <laughs> like, it's cool. I'm, I'm going to invest all of this stuff, and I'm going to eventually see some return on investment. But the whole time, it's a scam. But it's like... <clears throat> When you, when you're going into everything with this idea, like there's a difference between being marriage minded when you date and dating Mm. because you want to get get married. married. Yeah. Like it, (laughs) having the mind that you're not going to be committed to someone long-term that doesn't have marriage as an end goal is a very real thing. That makes perfect sense. Like, if you intend to get married at some point in your life, you don't want to be stuck with someone who's unsure of that. If they're not going that, you know, you don't want to commit yourself to somebody who is never, who never had marriage on their mind to begin with, if that's a goal of yours. But what you can't do is go into every situation. Like it's time for me to get married. The person that I'm about to go on a date with tonight is they might be my husband. So I need to go in with the idea that this could possibly be my husband. And we don't even consciously do that sometimes. Like it's just an idea we have because we're dating and we think, you know, especially if you're my age or older, you're thinking, and you've never been married. You're thinking like, okay, so eventually I'm going to get married. So one of these men has to be my husband. And and even men do it too, because I've been, I've been Mm -hmm. on a couple of dates with, guys and nothing was actually wrong with them but they made it very clear early on in the experience that they're dating because it's time for them to settle down and that to me says you're not really actually getting to know you're dating because you expect Mm -hmm. this to go and you probably know enough about me on paper that you think I'm a good candidate and it's kind of just like I don't know like Mm -hmm. it's a a lot of pressure and I don't even know if I like you like I don't go into situations most situations already liking somebody I have to figure that out so the fact that I don't even know if Mm -hmm. I like you yet and you telling me that you know talking about me being your wife I'm like oh mm -mm, I gotta get out of here (laughs) but I'm I'm also very weary of somebody who would just jump into this for that because you don't know me either you have no idea who I am and so that opens you up to Mm -hmm. a lot of disappointment that's something that you can take responsibility for. Like, what exact expectations yes. did I walk into this with? Like, 
Oh, another thing that I feel like we can protect. Oh, I'll save it for my lessons learned. Let me write it down. So I can get, oh, yikes. <laughs> I just did think I was supposed to. I mean, never mind. I'm my lesson learned because I don't want to get too caught up in the digging the scene, but I got a lesson learned. Okay, girl. Well, um, one more thing that I want to cover in the um, in the digging the scene sec- section is um, so we're talking about disappointment in the dating stages or whatever, and um. There's a question of, do you seek to avoid disappointment altogether or do you just teach yourself how to handle disappointment? And there's a couple of, like, I saw a bunch of different articles on both. Like, sometimes we, sometimes it's appropriate to do things, to take precautions ahead of time so that you can avoid certain disappointments. Because again, there are sometimes things that you can take responsibility for as far as, opening yourself to certain kinds of disappointment and then sometimes you just have to realize that disappointment is a part of life in general so it's going to be a mm-hmm. part of the, the dating process and so it's no use losing six months of your time every time your disappointment every time you experience disappointment trying to recover from that if you don't you know if you find ways to deal with it before you even get there like you find healthy ways to deal with it so you're just not falling apart every time so I drew mm-hmm. um, from a bunch of different sources and kind of have a, a small list of ways to avoid disappointment and to overcome it when it happens. And so I'm just going to share a couple of those. And it's from a bunch of different websites, so I'm not even going to tell y'all all the websites. But know that I did not make this list up myself. I pulled them from different <laughs> different places. <clears throat> so I'm not taking she credit for it. The and, there you go. Um, I curated this list. Um. One way to avoid disappointment, and I appreciate this because it's kind of like, at first I read it and I was like, what? But it makes sense. So the first thing that I kept finding people say was that you need to lower your expectations. Now, I am not a fan of telling people to do that. I don't believe in lowering standards or expectations or anything like that. But the way it's explained in most spots where it mentions that is not necessarily that you lower your expectations for a partner. It's that you lower your expectations for the outcome of every date. So if you're going into this date, each date, expecting that it's going to turn out, that end up in marriage, like expecting that this is probably the one... Yeah, or that is going to be super romantic every single time. You're setting yourself up for disappointment because that's just not going to be the case. Instead, if you... So maybe we say set realistic expectations versus lowering. Okay, yeah, that's a more that's a more realistic way of thinking of it because, again, I don't... I'm not a person that would ever tell anybody to lower their expectations. But when you frame it in a way that you enter this expecting something that's more than likely not going to happen, it makes more sense to say... Mm-hmm have more realistic expectations. So enter the whole thing with the intention of having a good time, with the intention of getting to know someone first and foremost. Like that should be your top priority is I am getting to know this person on this day and henceforth. And whatever I get out of this is what I get out of this. And then, you know, the more you get to know them, you can start expecting some different kinds of outcomes but at the the outcome of a date is to get to know somebody and to hopefully have fun that's what you should go in expect and to be you know treated 
well and respected and all well. that kind of stuff. Um, another thing was, um, don't overanalyze passive communication ahead of time. Like that's fair. Friending and unfollowing you on social media, like comments as opposed to likes or he didn't text me last night. So I can't text him this morning. Like just don't overanalyze that stuff. If you want to talk to somebody, talk to them. If they don't follow you on social media, it's probably not that big of a deal or talk to them about their views on social media. There are some people who do carry that very heavily. Like it does mean a lot to them that they're not following you or that they are following you or whatever. And so if that's something that's important to them and it's not important to you, maybe y'all have, you know, mismatching ideas and it doesn't have to be a big disappointment. It can just be something that y'all don't see eye to eye on and you just kind of figure out if you want to continue with them or not. But these are ways that you genuinely build intimacy without, you know, inserting your own ideas about how they're, how they're behaving. Like you have to give them a chance Mm -hmm. to teach you how they behave. Like you get to see over time how this person behaves, what's important to them, what their values are. Um, you know, if texting back is even that big of a deal to them, if calling, if they, if not calling you is, you know, just something that slipped their mind or that they're trying to use as a power play. So they don't look too available. You know, you need to learn these things. Don't overanalyze it. Just learn it or ask questions, whatever you got to do. Um, be careful with internet dating is one of the things that they said about disappointment. And and I feel this no, because, yeah, because again, people put forth a vision of themselves on social media, like especially on dating profiles. Mm-hmm. You're not going to put on your dating profile, anything that you don't want somebody to know right off the top of your head. And, um, having a lot to look at on social media kind of can create the grass is greener kind of mentality. So I might be dating this person still kind of looking and, and on the internet, it looks like this person is more lit than the person that I'm dating right now. So now I have all this going on when maybe I should have put my focus on what's going on. If the person is, you know, treating me well and we're clicking and all that kind of stuff. So pay attention Mm -hmm. to that. Um, there's one more. Oh, actually I'm gonna save that one. Cause I want to discuss that in trend watch. So there's one more, and yeah, it's it's part of a dating trend, and I would like to discuss it during Trend Watch. So to close out the um, the uh, digging the scene segment, um, do you automatically once you're disappointed, do you automatically let it go, or do you try to stick it out and see if things will change? Uh, I've done both. It depends on how well I know the person before they disappointed me, I guess. Well, you know, that's not even the case. It really just depends on what potential I see in the situation because I could not know you that well and still be like, okay, let me give them a second chance. Or I can immediately just be like, oh, hell no. <laughs> so um, <laughs> so I, I've done both. I can't, it depends on the situation for me. I totally agree. Um, I think I'm more inclined to kind of see where it'll go with somebody that I have been dating for a while 
because I may know other things about them that I hold higher than whatever mm-hmm. the disappointment was that I liked more than that. Right. But another thing that I do is I am sort of a confrontational person and that doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to argue you down or anything like that. It just means that when there's an issue, I do believe in bringing it up. I don't believe in just like, okay, so he did this. So I'm just about to watch his behavior for the next five days. Like, no, like if I have an issue mm-hmm. with something that you have said or done, even if I don't bring it up right away, I figure out a way to bring it up, to confront you about it without it being, cause I don't like to argue with nobody really. I don't enjoy that. So I would, I find a way to bring it up in a way that we can discuss it. And then I, I pay very close attention to your reaction and that will make or break our interaction for real. Like if you disappointed me, if I felt like, you know, there was a really important event that I had and you didn't ask me about it or even care to bring it up or congratulate me or whatever. And that makes me feel a way. I don't even know why I just brought that up, but <laughs> that's never happened. <laughs> but just like a, as an example, if something like that happens or if I didn't hear from you all day, okay, that's something that is, if I didn't hear from you all day, I'll find a way to be like, Hey, I didn't hear from you all day yesterday. Like, is everything okay? What, what, you know, what's going on? How was your day? Like to catch up with you. And if you automatically hit me with, I'll be busy. It's not that big of a deal. Like I don't have to talk to you every day, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to be like, bet. And we probably are not going to work because I didn't need that energy. Like I didn't come to you with that energy. So it wasn't that serious. But you know, if, if you approach it with, you know what? I didn't talk to you all day yesterday. That's crazy. I, you know, I didn't mean for that to happen, but what's up? You know, what's, what happened in the meantime? And we can catch up and you apologize or whatever. I'm cool with that. We can move. I was still disappointed in the fact that I didn't talk to you yesterday. That is a real, a legitimate disappointment, but we fixed it moving forward. So I'm okay with moving on with somebody like that, but I ain't going to be, you know, get nobody that's just gonna jump down my throat every time I have an issue yeah no I don't like people that don't like to acknowledge that I was disappointed right and I think like I I think that's part of the reason why I used to be so dismissive though is because I was kind of like traumatized from a guy that I was with that I made excuses for for disappointing me all the time because of the backlash I got if I communicated that I was disappointed Mm mm-hmm and that's the same reason, so, like, kind of like walking on eggshells. Like, I don't even want to tell you that I'm disappointed because I don't want to have to argue about this. But it it's disappointing to the point where it's hurting my feelings. And I feel like I'm, like, suffocating for not telling you. Yes, that's exact. I can say the exact same thing about, you know, my defense mechanism at the time, which was internalizing whatever the disappointment was. Because every time I approached this person about, you know, whatever I was disappointed by, it did become my fault. So I just cut the middleman and just started blaming myself so he wouldn't have to do it. <laughs> right. So And now I just feel like if you can't acknowledge that I was disappointed and you don't want to do anything about it, then I'm cool on you. Yeah. That Period. I think that's an appropriate response to it. Like if you can see the person's reaction and you are offended by the way they react to it and they can't and especially if and maybe they were offended by whatever it was you brought up. Because, you know, things get lost in translation and in tone and all of that kind of stuff, too. But if they can't even properly verbalize what they are offended by and they're just kind of like going off on you, I think that's ridiculous. So pay attention to how you react to disappointment and pay attention to how the other person reacts to 
you voicing the fact that you were disappointed. I think that's a really good thing to pay mm-hmm. attention to. Um, and that's it for digging the scene. All right, moving on to popping on the poles. Hey. Let me pull this up. Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> Pop my butt. I knew pop, you were going to say butt. that. I was just waiting for it. <laughs> I was just waiting okay, for so, it. so <laughs> I only asked a couple of questions um, for the poll, so I'll go through those pretty quickly. The first one was, have you ever started dating your crush and ended up disappointed? 88% of people said yes, which kind of goes back to like us having this idea in our head of what somebody is like, and then you meet them, and it's like the whole like bubble deflates. So 88% of people said yes. Um, only 11, I mean, only 12% of people said no. That's interesting. Good for y'all. I hope y'all are dating those people if it worked out like that. <laughs> right. Do you right. feel like it's harder to tell someone you care about that they've disappointed you? 50% of people said yes and 50% of people said no. I feel like the 50% that said no are the people that feel like they just so tough that they need to say what's on their chest all the time because <laughs> both of my sisters voted not for them and both of them are jerks so um those are kind of the people that are just insensitive like it is what it is type people and there's nothing wrong with that but i be thinking i feel like that's a defense mechanism too because you feel like you saying that it's kind of if you said up front and you're already mean and aggressive up front and, well you know what let me not say that because I think that's just how I feel about confronting stuff mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to be mean to communicate to somebody that they did something to disappoint you so that could just be an error for me because like I said I got a lot of backlash for communicating things <laughs> um okay so and then I also so somebody told me their story and it's, I'm making it real short because I didn't realize that we actually have a letter so I won't hey. take up too much time on popping hey. on the polls but a story to follow my poll question, um, the listener said, um, he's older and super established. And I've literally felt like I was 16 when we talked, giggling, smiling, all that goofy stuff. I legit had a crush on him. So when he told me that the feeling was mutual, I thought it was lit. Candace, the man had the smallest penis <gasps> I've ever <laughs> oh. <laughs> This is going in a totally different direction. <laughs> the smallest penis I've ever had. The displeasure of coming oh, across. Oh man, guys! Of coming across, I'm still sad about it. Like, damn, he was almost perfect. Now I feel like I shouldn't take things further because I need a partner who. Will bo- oh my god! Okay, this is <laughs> wait though. So this is she wants somebody who can physically please her and she does not think from a physical standpoint he is capable. Is how she ended that. Yeah. See <laughs> Dang, cause it's kinda like and I didn't even cover that kind what of thing. What else is there <laughs> I did not even bring that up in the last segment. Right. Uh, I did not bring up the disappointment <laughs> of the sexual experiences, but I mean, I guess it's a real one if you are into that kind of thing. <laughs> oh man, like I was, I've never. If that was the expect, if that was the if that was the expectation you had is that this was gonna be somebody that was just like super sexual and was like gonna give you pleasure in that way. It's like because it sounds like that it was 
the fact that this has thrown her off means that it was more of lust than anything in the first place. And if you're lusting after somebody and that proves to not be what it is, that can definitely be very disappointing. Yeah, again. But you know what, though? He caught it a displeasure. So. <laughs> but you know what, though? <laughs> it is kind of like a... That's a whole nother kind of disappointment because, like, especially if you've been dating someone and you haven't been physical with them yet. Like, so... <laughs> I ain't telling on myself today. I'm not doing it. So you be dating somebody and you haven't taken it there with them, but they speak very highly of their sexual abilities, you know, yeah. especially in cases like that. And then maybe you, you get there. <laughs> That's like the fire festival too. Like you advertised an entirely different experience and I get here and it's a FEMA tent and a cheese sandwich. <laughs> And I just don't know and what I'm to do. And I'm chasing around a mattress. <laughs> I get it, it ain't nothing but rocks. And y'all feeding us oh my God. spring mix in a to-go box. Yes. Like, so, that's, a, that's definitely a disappointment. That's terrible. This other, There was another really short one that she said, I ain't going to read it word for word, but she said that um, her now husband accidentally sent her um, the wrong text message. Wow. So he was trying to send to another chick. Yikes. But they're married now. I've done that before, actually. I've done that before. I've done that talking about somebody before, so I am <laughs> very careful <laughs> with my gossip. <laughs> I did not know how to explain this situation, and I don't want to ever get to this again. No, I definitely... I was, I was using instant messaging and sent it to the person I was talking about. And I, I, I've actually sent a screenshot to... I did that with that girl. I was disappointed in her portfolio, how she does hair, and I... I had to screenshot her work and send it to somebody else. Oh, and I said, to, so I just blocked her. Because I didn't know what to say. <laughs> I have definitely sent somebody a text that was supposed to go to somebody else. Like, somebody I was dating. And I sent them a text that was supposed to go to somebody else I was dating. But the text was vague enough that I didn't... I feel like he probably assumed, but I didn't have to explain myself because... It was it was vague enough that if he had asked, I would have had to be very specific, and I feel like he just didn't want to. <laughs> he didn't want me no, to tell him what the message was about. So, right. But also, have you ever been put? Wait, wait, wait. Let me do this letter right quick. Okay, it's on the same. It's on... okay. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead. I was gonna say because have you ever been put in a, like now? This is before you could group message people for, or no, this is right around the time people could group message. Have you ever been put in a mm-hmm. ch- in a chain message like somebody sent you the same text they sent somebody else and they didn't know that their number was going to show up to? Uh-huh. Girl. By a man. I definitely had that. It was a good morning yeah. beautiful text. And it was two oh, other girls no, on I've there. I've never had one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, good morning, so everybody. The phone group. <laughs> <laughs> And this was in, in <laughs> undergrad. So, you know, this was like right around the time of when that was even possible to do. So he oh, didn't even know. And we was all like, hey, y'all, good morning. And he was so shook. Like, I can't believe it. <laughs> That's so embarrassing. <laughs> it no, is. I've never had that happen before. But okay, so let me get to my eye. Is like, I think I got um, hot sauce in my eyes. So oh, Lord. So you would. My eye is so irritated. I'm, I can't, as soon as we done, I'm running and washing my eye out. Okay. So, two, um, now we are on to, that was it for popping on the post. Thank you guys for sharing your information. That was actually really fun and hilarious to go through. 
Now we are at the Rescue Me segment of the show. And in this segment, we allow our listeners to write in about their dating experiences. Um, you can tell us who you are or remain anonymous. If you'd like to write in, please email us at savethedatesos at gmail.com. Okay. Hey, y'all. First and foremost, I love the podcast and interacting with y'all on social media. I be looking cray-cray, literally laughing out loud in my car listening to y'all. So Aww. Aww. Thank you, girl. Aww. So, I've been living in a new city for almost two years now. Coming from a smaller city to a major city has definitely been a transition. I thought that the dating pool would be more exciting since there are more men of color within my reach. Bruh. Was I wrong? <laughs> dating in a large city sucks, and I'm starting to think that it's just me. I met this guy through a mutual friend. We were kicking it at a bar for her birthday, and he started texting her, wishing her a happy birthday and whatnot. Uh... Is this the guy that okay wait i'm like wait is this already going to hell <laughs> like what <laughs> she figured that she hadn't seen him she hadn't seen him since she left her old job so she inv- invited him to come to the bar with us he shows up while i'm in the restroom or something i walk out and see this tall thick-bodied man mm. sitting thick-bodied <laughs> i just imagine a football player mm. sitting next to her and being and me being me I say some sarcastic greeting. He laughed, so I assumed he could handle my banter. Anywho, we decide to go to another spot that's full of ham- hammocks and beer. Okay, I have a clue where this is. <laughs> We're at the spot kicking it and talking about our relationships and dating. And when I say this man is perfect, is the perfect amount of weird for me. He speaks five languages, oh. German being he's being his most fluent. That's cool. Loves music and art and history and dry humor. I'm sold, but I keep, but I'm keeping it cool. The night concludes and we exchange numbers. We text back and forth for a brief stint. I noticed that he's slow AF at responding. I should have acknowledged the, that red flag sooner, but I chalk it up to the game. I finally catch him on a night that he was out with his friends and he asked if I can come over. Come over in my soldier boy voice. <laughs> she said that, so I know. But alas, I lied. See that you messed up there. You didn't even want to come over because the boy even texted me back and you don't want. Okay. I tell him I'm doing dishes and cleaning my kitchen and living room, but he oh he wanted to come over, but he can order us some food and kick it on the couch. So he come. Me and you gonna talk about this. Wait, what? So he can because this what? is. This is my friend, and now I feel like I need to chat with her. But wait, I'm confused. What's going on? So he wanted to come over. He asked, could he come over to her house? And she told him he could come over and just kick it on the couch. Oh, she had to order some food. So basically, he could come and kick it. But sit on the couch, boy, while I do these dishes. Okay. okay. So he comes through, we chilling, eating pizza, and watching Netflix. The night ends, and he goes home. I'm an angel, by the way. So apparently Girl. this young man thinks that that this is the norm and continues to invite himself to my home. Sir. Wait, invite that's himself? That's not how any of this works. Yes. So, okay, go ahead. <laughs> she said, that's why she said, sir. <laughs> that's not how any of this works. But again, it's a big city. I like spending time with him. So I oblige again. What an airhead. One day I'm feeling fed <laughs> up and spicy about, <laughs> about the lack of effort. So I confront him via text. I tell him how I don't appreciate him being a, I mean, don't appreciate being a convenience to him and that he needs to make up his mind what he wants to do. 
He's super apologetic and admitting that he is a bad phone person. I hate that excuse. And that he promises to do better. So we try it again. Some conversation on and off. I suggest some date options. He says his schedule is slammed. Mine is too. So what's up? Anywho, I send another text after a call attempt telling him that he's not doing better. Well, he read me for filth, being spicy and sarcastic. Mm. Long story concluded, I fell back. To this day, I feel awkward demanding to be freaking courted. Now you can come to my house. Oh, no. No, you can't come to my house. No, I'm not coming to yours. No, I'm not. No, I'm out with my girls. I don't want you to come over and hover me. So to the men of Houston. (laughs) (laughs) That Christian said her name. That Kristen has ran across on a potentially romantic level. Do better. Girl. Well, Kristen. I'm glad you called yourself out because I wanted to say your name so many times for the fact that you let this man come to your house and were the ones after he already disappointed you. But um, I think that's kind of what we hit on before about how people don't want... I'm glad that you curved him after that because the fact that you're going to try to go off on me and not just acknowledge the fact that... you, For one, you acknowledged it before and apologized and you continue to do it. So if I told you something bothered me and you're continuously doing it, at that point, like it's intentional, and you just don't care how I feel about it. Girl, in my opinion, that's and and asking someone to talk to you is not something that I'm gonna do more than once. Like exactly, especially when you keep wanting to come to my house, but you don't think you should talk to me. But you know, some people, and I hate to say this, but some people are not people who can sit on the phone and talk or text or whatever, and they would rather see you. But my thing is, if but you would rather you have time see to come me, to my house and not go on a date, that's what I was about to say. If you would rather see me, that's fine. But you don't get to only see me at my house. What's wrong with you? But that's a part of it that she took responsibility for because she should have been like, no, you can't come over. And he would have either had to find a way to see her, another way to see her, or he would have just, you know, 86 himself. He could have canceled himself out without all what? the drama. <laughs> Because clearly your schedule permits, sir, so. Yeah. Because like, you got time to take it over here for looking in my face. <laughs> yeah, it's just not. Um, so, yeah, it's just, that's one of those things where you kind of, you don't have to demand to be courted. You just have to reject everything that's not what you want. And if he's, yeah. he's already, y'all already been on a date and now he just wants to come over all the time. Just say no every time he wants to come over. But I also get just you haven't, yeah. Like I also get, like from coming from a person who is who has dated before, and I understand the mindset of I like this person. They're just not behaving in a way that I want them to. So I think I can inspire them to change their behavior. And let me tell you, as an almost thirty year old woman who has been dating for the last five years, ninety percent of the time you're not changing nobody's behavior. <laughs> like either they are a person who is going to date you. in in the way that you already like or they're not like they're just not you're not going to somebody that wants to come over all the time you're not going to inspire inspire them to take you out on a date if they don't normally do that like that's not a thing that they're just they're just not going to to. (sighs) i agree but so that is the end of the rescue me segment again if you guys want to share your stories and we really do appreciate it and we are about to be rolling out, rolling out some new technology where you don't even have to email it anymore. You can just send us a voice message. 
Um, you can email us right now until we roll out that new technology at savethedaysos.com or you can DM us on our personal Twitters or Instagrams or you can DM our Save the Day podcast Instagram and we will read your stories aloud. Thank you guys for participating. Thank you all. Um, <clears throat> and we're going to do some more social media stuff and get our social media presence up and participatory. So we're going to need y'all at some point to help us, you know, share what we have going on and get us some more followers and stuff so we can have, you know, we like to do discussions on our page. So, you know, tag your friends and stuff or just send them the page. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so in the trend watch segment, I said that one of the tips I found for um, avoiding or dealing with disappointment was one that I wanted to discuss in this section. And there, I, I saw this in a couple of different places and I was like, wow, this is really something people are suggesting and it's not something we talked about yet. So mm-hmm. they said that to avoid disappointment, you should be open to blind dating, which is a dating trend that we have never talked about aside from like internet dating, but that's not completely blind. But like, so blind dating defined in its traditional sense is having someone set you up with a person that you've never met before and you don't know anything about them besides what they've told you. So you're Mm -hmm. going into a situation, just you see them for the first time on this date and you are talking to them for the first time on this date. That's, that's in the traditional sense. That's how a blind date goes. So would you consider (laughs) blind dating? Oh, and obviously they're saying it, it helps with disappointment because you don't have any expectations when you go in. Like, you just... But I don't entirely think that's true. So this is, yeah, I was about to say, because I feel like when blind dates get set up, they still tell you something. Yeah. Or are you just hoping that if whoever set me up should know me exactly. enough to know what I like? So I'm going to be disappointed if I get there and it's Edward Scissorhands. Like... <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing? But for real, like... So I was, yeah, there's a bunch of things about blind dating that the, the resources that I use, they assumed a lot. And I think part of it is because times are changing. So for instance, mm-hmm. I think it's almost completely impossible to blind date these days. And I'm going to tell you why. Yes. Cause you can find, you can, all I need is a first and last name. That's literally all I need. That's it. I had my coworker try to, when I first moved out here, my coworker tried to set me up on a quote-unquote blind date with his nephew I think I told y'all this already but yeah and I had never met him before but before I went on the date I was like I need you need to give me his Facebook or Instagram or something like I'm not going on a completely (laughs) blind date one because I barely even know you so you don't know what I like and Mm -hmm. if y'all listen to this show long enough y'all know that I am a person that is big on physical attraction I don't care who else thinks the person is cute. <laughs> you could think he's so ugly, but if I think he's cute, that's fine. But I need to know if I think he's cute before I get there. <laughs> so, I was like, so I don't have to turn around and leave. Because I will wear something completely opposite of what I said I was going to have on just so I can slip out. <laughs> so I can slip out. If I don't see it for him, and that's just how it goes. <laughs> but you know, I wish. <laughs> Maybe he ain't gonna think I'm that cute either. You just never know. So, would you consider a blind date? Why or what not? No. <laughs> just flat out, no. 
I'm not doing that. Um, I just don't want to have to be stuck with this stranger and it's not my full on choice. Because I feel like somebody else put, picked it for me. It's different. Like, if you walk up to me and I don't know you and I think you're attractive and you want to sit, but the fact that I agreed to come meet you and you're a stranger and I got to just deal with it till it's over. <laughs> Even if if it's over in two minutes, like I just don't. I with it. I don't like that. I like meeting people in public spaces, like and maybe you know, you and I had something in common out of the ten people that was talking about the same topic or something. But that's just not my thing. I'm not. uh, Nope. Let me pick my people because I think a lot of people are ugly. So (laughs) I would just rather you you not be involved in it. For real though, like I think it's a real. I'm not I'm not completely opposed to it, I don't guess. I said I was, but I'm really not. I'm opposed to a completely blind date. Like, I'm never going on a date with somebody I yeah. only heard you talk about. Like, no, that's not the way I roll. I would maybe consider going on a date. I'm talking about maybe consider, like, I haven't done this a couple times already. I've hardly ever met somebody. Be I've hardly ever met the person that somebody's like, oh, Candace, I want you to meet this person. And they were somebody that I would want that, to date. See, that's, that's it. It's never it. worked in the past. <laughs> but at the same time, I haven't had anybody I was really, really close to set me up with anybody either. Like, I have yet to have somebody. There was one time where one of my homegirls, um, but it wasn't completely blind because I had met him before. He just mm-hmm. told her that he wanted to talk to me. So she came and told me, like... You know, I, I met him out somewhere. That's a turn off to me. Well, I met him out and it didn't, it just didn't get there. Like it didn't, you know, we talked and then like, I guess later he realized why well, I really like talking to her and I kind of want to get to know her better. And he knew we had a friend in common. So he said something to her and then she said something to me and we got connected from there and we went on a couple of dates. It was cool, but it didn't go anywhere because they swore up and down that we would just hit it off. And I was like, well, you know. It was cool, but uh, no. And then the the coworker that set me up with his nephew, his nephew is actually a good person. He's he is a good looking guy. It just we didn't click. Like it, there was nothing there, and he's like super unavailable. I don't know if he just doesn't manage his time well, or if he really is just so busy. But he's done a couple times where he like hit me up as if I've been a stranger, and I'm like. My guy, I haven't heard from you since our last date, which was like five <laughs> months ago. Like, what are you even talking about? So I, that was a turn off to me. But like, I'm never, I'm never going on a completely blind date. One, because people are crazy and I'm not doing like, no, I need mm-hmm. to know something about you before I get there. So that if anything happens to me, I know what to tell people ahead of time. And two, because again, I need to know what you look like before I get there. I don't care. Like, I don't care how shallow that sounds. I don't, I can't do it. And you know what? When I was 16, and this is so funny because my sister talks about this often. <laughs> when I was 16, I let my friend, it's a, it's a guy friend that I have. He was, I don't even want to say his name because he's going to be like, dang, that's steady. But it's somebody that I, that I grew up with or whatever. <clears throat> I let him set me up with his friend. He gave him my number. We exchanged numbers. Ooh. This is before... Facebook and all. Well, no, it's not before Facebook, but this is before everybody was really into social media. So I didn't, it was my space, but you know, I didn't really have a whole lot of ways to go look him up. 
and we're teenagers so it ain't like we mm-hmm. had a whole bunch of stuff to go look at anyway but <laughs> you know we talked on the phone for a few weeks I think like it was like a few weeks that we just talked on the phone and it was cool like I enjoyed talking to him and all of that kind of stuff and then when we met I was like wow <laughs> somebody could have sent me a picture of him before <laughs> Like, I did not want to be like, oh, uh-uh. And it wasn't, he's not ugly. He's just not anybody that I, like, he wasn't cute. I don't like calling people ugly. Like, I just don't. So, I'm sure that people find it. There are some girls who find him attractive, but I didn't. How long was y'all talking to It was weeks. Weeks, I tell you. But I enjoyed talking to him. He was so nice and like fun and cool. And then we hang out. He was still nice and fun and cool, but I wasn't attracted to him. Like there was no attraction there because he was not cute to me. One, he was short and I'm 16 at the time, so I'm not even tall. Like he was shorter than I am. And like I met him, my mama dropped me off to him the first time we met, right? And so then I tell her about him. She's like, how'd how it go? I'm like, really good you know he's like oh, okay we should invite him over my now I'm a teenager I'm not I'm just like kind of still finding my rhythm here so I don't know how to tell him this is not it and I don't know how to tell my mama like no don't invite him over I don't even want to date him she invited him his mama his sister oh, came over oh god they had oh, dinner god. with us girl Girl, they was like, oh, well, we'll give y'all some time alone. I'm like, I don't know for what. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a mess. And he still, he wrote me. I actually had that happen to me. He wrote me on, um, I did an Instagram, one of those Instagram question things. And it was just an open one. And he, mm-hmm. he wrote me talking about whatever happened to us. I was like, boy, I dated you when I was 16, number one. And I didn't think you were cute. We ended up. I ended up breaking things off. And he has uh-huh. like four kids now. Yeah. But Dodge that bullet. He's pretty fertile. He's I'm gonna send you a picture of him. So I had that happen to me before, like over summer break. Like I had a phone boyfriend, I guess. I never thought I was gonna meet him though. All I knew is that <laughs> he was supposed to be like sixteen, I was like thirteen, fourteen. Uh-huh. And he was my homegirl. Right, I know. I know girl. Fast. Trust me, I know. <laughs> <clears throat> so, well, I know I was never gonna meet him, and I guess I was so green. Like I was just like, well, you know, I'm a virgin, so I hope ain't nobody got that type of stuff in their mind. I can talk to other people. Ain't nobody touching me. That's just was always like. <laughs> so I was like, I have nothing to lose. I know I ain't getting in the car with nobody. But um, anyways, he um, he. When I actually seen this man, I had the same reaction. First of all, he looked ashy. He had a do-rag <laughs> on. And like he looked ashy. And I was like, bruh, like it was, cause it was like the girl, my mama coworker, I used to stay the night with her daughter and her daughter was a couple years older than me. And so it was her boyfriend's homeboy. That's exactly what so this was. So you know was. how they used to do That's like, exactly what this was. and like, so I'm up here talking on the phone with him. Cause, and I, I, you know, I've, I've taken a couple for the team before, like just, you know, for that time period to kind of 
But I was also very disappointed. And so, like, when I met him, I just act like I didn't know who he was. Like, not that girl he was talking on the phone with. Candace, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. And my sister was, living, was with my daddy for the summer, so I was like, yeah, she left. Candace, oh, my so, gosh. So you just had to... I ain't sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not sorry. That is so funny. Well, I think I was just imagining him, but so I have disappointments when it comes to looks on people because I just assume like if I'm bragging about somebody, it's because they fine. Like y- y'all have heard on this show, like when when I think somebody is fine, because I don't think a whole lot of people are fine. Well, I think a lot of people are fine, but I don't think a lot of people that I end up actually interacting with are fine. Um, so like if I'm telling you about somebody that they fine, like they are universally fine. They're not just fine to me, like they fine, fine. Like Big Country was fine. I probably should have said it. I <laughs> just say that because he's just <laughs> Big Country was fine. And I, I don't I've yet to see somebody that I've shown a picture of him and they were like, he's not that cute. Yeah. He got a nice little body and, and you know. So but he he's fine. So like when I hear about somebody like that. I just assume that person is going to be fine because why else would y'all be talking about them? Like, I didn't realize like people get at the time, people get caught up in like they swag or how they carry themselves or their status or whatever that was like that. You still ugly. You can have money and be ugly to me. So if you're bragging, don't even brag to me about your boyfriend and you don't know if he university, you can say he fine to you. But don't like be like he gonna make everybody melt when he come in the room and then he look like Bozo or like a bug. Yeah, and I just I'm gonna be disappointed. <sighs> I'm gonna be disappointed for me. I'm not gonna be disappointed for you unless he real ugly. Then I might be disappointed for you because I'm worried about your children. <laughs> Girl, yeah, I'm again. <laughs> so no, I would sum that up. I ain't never going on a blind date because <laughs> I'm gonna be disappointed. <laughs> but okay, so. Just imagine that you did have to go on a blind date. Okay. Who is somebody that you would trust to set you up and why? Hey. Or even if it's not a blind date, like who is somebody that you would have trusted to set you up before you got in a relationship, obviously? Yeah, I'm trying to think because my, <clears throat> to me, my mom has bad taste. <laughs> um, my stepdaddy and my daddy was cute. Everybody else was ugly. Um, everybody in between and after was ugly so I don't trust her and I always tell her please do not send me a picture of your man because when I say he ugly you're not gonna like it and she sent me a picture of this man he look like Mr. Potato Head so it wouldn't be my mama um, my sister knows my type so I'm gonna go with my sister because me and my friends all have two all have totally different tastes and I think all of their men have been ugly so or Felicia. I would trust Felicia. Felicia. Uh, Felicia, 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 Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> she even let some stuff slide. <laughs> Girl, I would trust myself. The only, probably my, I would say my sister, my the one who me and her are two years apart, I would say her because she knows my type and her, when she was dating men, they were actually decent looking. So, um, but she had, she also has a type. Her type was light skin with braids, and when I was younger, that was my type. So, yeah, I, I think I would possibly let my sister. Like, if my sister tell me tells me that she met somebody that 
she might that I might be interested in, I would believe her before anybody else. And it ain't just because yes. of physical appearance. She knows like my personality and that I don't have time for most stuff. Mm-hmm. Like in my mind, I'm not about to do this with y'all. So like that's how I always be like, I don't have time for whatever right. it is that you got going on. So if she met somebody <laughs> and and thought enough of them to be like, I think you might like him. Like this is his Instagram or whatever. Send him a message or can I give him your number? I might let her set me up with somebody. That's probably the only person on this planet. And I love my friends and I know they mean well, but we all have different tastes in men. I won't say type because I don't even know if we all, I know one of my friends absolutely has a type, but a lot of the time we don't think the same men are physically attractive and they're, they're not necessarily like ugly or anything. They're just not somebody that I would like. So yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm the same way. I, I, my sister probably more than anybody because she's going to know what I'm not going to be attracted to. Even if she don't got on point what I'm attracted to, she know I'm going to be like, oh, hell no. So I would trust my sister more than anybody else. Because I think other people would just be like, Ken is too picky. I give up. <clears throat> yeah. Because even my coworker, like, she'd be like, I'm going to just let Candace, Candace single. I'm going to let her be single till she don't want to be single no more. And then, because even with my boyfriend, she said she thought he was good for me. And I always, I'm like, you got to let me choose for myself, sis. Like, she was telling me she had saw him. And she's like, I think you would like him. And I was like, well, we'll see. And then even when I met him, I was like, well, I got to see if I like him. So that's how I think, like, if, if it had to be, like, if you ever want to date somebody in your life, somebody has to pick them, I'm going to go with whoever my sister picked. Because, again, my, I just don't trust my mama, bro. I don't trust her. And it's crazy because when I was younger, my mama used to cry when she seen ugly people. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Ain't that messed up? She didn't mean to, but she just, like, a tear would come down her face. <laughs> if that was, like, real ugly. <laughs> what does that even mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. But at first, I used to think she was faking, but the same tear came down her face when she got her nose pierced. And I was like, wow, it's really like an allergy thing for you. <laughs> she allergic to us. How, how unattractive does somebody have to be for her, your mama to just start crying? Like, I don't understand. I guess if they look like a centipede or something. A centipede? I'm sure that would make her cry. I want you to get out of here, and I want you to do it now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But she, my mom is crying because somebody was good, like, ugly before. And she don't even say the word ugly, but, like, she's done it. And, but her ex looked like Mr. Potato Head, so she can't never say nothing ever again. Because he looked like Mr. Potato Head. I was like, you can pick his nose off his face and his mustache. Oh, my God. And his cap. Like, it's like a build of potato. He looks oh, like no. Yeah. He was terrible. I'm sorry. There's a lot of people that are, and we had to talk about this on multiple episodes, but you know, there's a lot of people that are just like, you just need to get to know somebody and then it doesn't matter what they look like because you already like them. And it's like, no, physical attraction determines whether I like someone romantically or not. I can like someone and Mm -hmm. it'll absolutely be platonic once I figure out if I'm attracted to them or not. So if me and a guy are talking and we've never seen each other in my mind it's not romantic until we've seen each other we're just two people who enjoy talking to each other and when we see each other Mm -hmm. i'll decide if i like him romantically or not and you know even men that i've dated like we still cool and everything but just wasn't but you know how when you single all your friends be like well just give him a chance blah 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 
You never know. You could end up liking them. And it's like, but I already know I don't, I'm not attracted to him. So I'm just going to like him as a friend. There's nothing else that I can do with this. Cause I, people don't get more physically attractive. Yes, they do. But only if I was already attracted to them. I was going to say, well, I I disagree. Yeah. I was going to say, now attraction can grow for me, but we already had this. It can, if I was already attracted to them. there's some people like that I dated when I was younger, and I'm like, wow, you were ugly. <laughs> he was just so funny to me. So I'd be like, I'd be like, now I'd be like, you're not that cute, but like, I remember his humor, and I'd be like, okay, he cute. But I wouldn't want to talk to him. No. I've, I, it was some, there was always like, something dude, physically attractive to, about to me about the ugly. person. And maybe I don't think that they're cute now. Yeah, you also, but I, you have a type though. So. I do not have a type. You line up People all the so men that I've ever dated and none of them look alike. They all have a square jaw. No, they don't all have a square jaw. They all have a square jaw now because all, we're grown. But whatever. They probably all have a they all have a square jaw. And honestly, they probably are some type of artist to be. No, real. that's not true at all. And I hope you feel attacked. Well, that's not true. So I don't feel attacked. Thank you very much. Every man I have dated has not been an artist. Name one. The person I'm currently dating is not an artist. Thanks. Oh, Teddy Bear. Teddy. Anyway. He don't do nothing. He's not artistic. No type of art? No. Oh, that's different. See? Thank you very much. Until he surprised you one day and show you that he is. And then it's going to I'm going to be so blown. He does have a square job, though. I'm going to be so blown. He has a square job. Yeah, he does have a square job, but... The bare head that you put on his face, like, lined up with his job. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> he looks like the bear. I'm okay, I'm done, y'all. We're just curious. Right. So, anyway, that's the end of the Trend Watch segment. Um, if anybody has any blind date stories they want to share with us, please share them with us. Either DM or email, um, which y'all know the email. We'll say it again at the end. Um, but... Yeah, I would love to hear some blind date stories because you just don't hear a lot about them these days because you can look up anybody. So it's kind of like not blind anymore. But, you know, there's catfishing, too. And I guess that's sort of a form of blind. Well, no, because you go into it. I don't even understand how people are still being Girl, catfish is on like And then one who got catfish and thought she was talking to Chris Brown? Girl. Chris Brown... (laughs) You thought Chris... And then she said Chris that Chris Brown had her, like, talking to another girl like they were sister wife. <laughs> and they had became friends, girl. It was a mess. It was a whole mess. Oh, God. Help them, Jesus. Okay, so, yeah. But also, if y'all know of any dating trends that maybe we haven't brought up before, I think that'd be cool for us to explore. If y'all share some of those with us. Yeah. So and and let me say that sometimes people do share those. Like a lot, sometimes I don't come up with these ideas on my own. Somebody will be like, "Hey, have you seen this?" And then it'll lead me down a rabbit hole of some current dating trend or whatever. So, thanks for that. I appreciate that. We appreciate all the screenshots that y'all randomly send us throughout the week because y'all see something pertaining to dating. Because it definitely be helping with my pickup lines, and it really does help us um, for content with the show sometimes. So, we appreciate y'all for that. Yeah, thanks, guys. You ready to go to lesson learned? Sure. You go first because I got to think about mine. Okay. 
Well, my lessons learned was something I was going to say in the beginning, and then I was worried that some of your research was going to say it, but it didn't, so I'm excited. Then I wrote it down this time. <laughs> my lesson learned is stop trying to be things to people that they didn't ask you to be with the expectation that they'll be grateful. So, because I was just going to say, like, stop being things that people didn't ask you to be, um, like, full stop. But I can understand, like, you wanting to be the type of partner that you would want to have. So I get that. But stop having the expectation that they're going to be grateful. Because if they didn't ask for it, like, if they're not asking you to do certain things for them or treat them certain ways and you feel some type of way and you're just calling them ungrateful because you're disappointed in their reaction, mm-hmm. that's not fair. So I would say um, sometimes you just got to do it out of like being just genuine for what you're truly trying to do for them and understand that they may not see it the same way. I think it's okay to communicate, you know, if they ask you like, hey, like what's wrong What's you know, and you express that. But like you just can't always have the expectation that somebody's going to be grateful for you to do things that they never asked you to do. Right. It's my um, lesson learned. I think that definitely leads to disappointment often. <clears throat> Especially in dating situations. For sure. Because y'all be trying to be girlfriends to people who didn't ask y'all. Okay. Be that is a huge problem. <laughs> Quit trying to be somebody's girlfriend Girl. just because y'all spend a lot of time together. If that man didn't ask you to be his girlfriend, don't do it. And I had to learn that the hard way because this guy I was talking to, he got sick and I was trying to bring him soup and he was like, Could you like stop acting like my girlfriend? Oh. I was like, Bitch. Excuse my, I'm not going to curse. I was like, <laughs> I was just trying to be a good friend. <laughs> I, I mean, when my friends get sick, I just look out for them. But then I realized I was overextending myself mm-hmm. because, like, I had already helped him earlier that week. And then I'm, like, asking, hey, are you okay, blah, blah, blah. And honestly, if I was that sick, he probably would have came, like, over once to check on me. But he wouldn't be asking, did I need soup and this and that. So I don't think I, I saw it as trying to be his girlfriend, but... Because that's not what he wanted out of me, I can see him getting frustrated if he thought that that's what I was trying to be. So I guess I have actually been curved one time. I mean, he was still messing with me, but he did say that. He was just letting you know that you were out of <laughs> place, okay? Girl, get in your space so that way you don't got to have an attitude later when you get sick and I don't come help you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I think my lesson learned is... Um, I have a lesson for the friends, like the friends and we're going to, we talked about possibly doing an episode on like being the single friend and like being the friend of (laughs) someone who is single, like perpetually single Mm -hmm. like me. But like, I think a lot of the disappointment comes from your friends assuming that you're unhappy not being in a relationship. And friends, Mm -hmm. you don't get to decide that for someone else. Like, you don't get to decide that, you know, their life is, you know, not on the right track or they're missing something just because they don't have a relationship or a romantic relationship or anything like that. Like, you can't decide that for them. How about you ask them if they're, how they're feeling, if they're having fun. Like, people who are single have a lot of fun being single. Like... Some of us aren't ready for a relationship or whatever. 
So having a friend who was so obsessed with the fact that, oh, I just want you to be happy. I just want to know who your husband is. I just want you to know, you know, I just want to know who you're going to end up with. Like you can't, you are adding to the disappointment that comes with, because when that person starts dating someone and it doesn't end up being that, now they have to tell you that too. So now not only am I disappointed, we get to talk about how that person wasn't the one and now we're both sad and it's just, it's just too much. Let people date mm-hmm. how they want to date, who they want to date, and with the expectations they want to have from the situation. Don't put your expectations for their life at the forefront because it adds to the the disappointment aspect. And that's just, you know, another a tip on how to be a good friend to somebody that's single. And we'll save the rest for the rest for the potential episode on that topic. Okay. Whoop. That's it, guys. That wrap. I'm sorry, my allergies was acting up. I couldn't even say this. <laughs> I was like scratching my throat. With uh-uh. my throat. <laughs> e, you, you, you wasn't making that sound. I got. No, I know. I can't even make. The I sound. was trying to avoid doing it. Ooh, I just I did it. it. E. No, this one. <laughs> yes. No, no, no. Ew. Okay, stop. 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 Okay, I'm like I hate that sound. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but um. Gross. And it really don't help. It really does. I guess like well it does because if it like clap enough, yeah. If it claps enough. <laughs> I don't know how to, the vibration like actually scratches parts of it though. So. And it's the fact that you clapped your hands. I think I just got a little weird and excited. <laughs> and I just don't want to talk about it anymore because I'm talking about my throat. I'm just taking some certain I'm done. Bye you now. really sat there and up without me. <laughs> Talk about I guess if it claps enough. If your throat claps, enough, <laughs> that is so funny. Sorry, to me. I was just saying my throat. You I did. Like, you said if your throat claps enough. Look, we are at. I was just talking about my throat. I was saying like if you're like tongue. I don't know, and it's not even scratching your throat. Your tongue is actually. That's gonna be that, the title of this episode. <laughs> throat clapping. Wait, I thought it was gonna be men don't fart. Blind dates and th- and throat clapping. <laughs> Throat, I was going to say, throat clapping might actually be clickbait. We probably should do that. <laughs> that is so nasty. Whatever. Anyway. We're going to lose all our Christian thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> they better learn a thing or two. Um, oh my anyway. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. that wraps up this episode of the Save the Date podcast. <clears throat> uh-uh. You and your allergies need to calm down. <laughs> That wraps up this episode of the Save the Day podcast. Be sure to leave comments on SoundCloud and Instagram um, and let us know what you think about this episode and any of our episodes. This is a bi-weekly podcast, so you can catch us here again, not next week, but next, next week. And to have your stories and questions included on the show, email us at savethedaysos at gmail.com. And you can follow our personal Twitter handles for constant commentary. My Twitter is Imani or whatever. Mine is Irene Success. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye.